You have heard of little Moses and the bulrush. You have heard of fearless David and his swing. You have heard the story told of Dream of Joseph and of Jonah and the whale you often sing. There are many, many others through the Bible. I should like to meet them all, I do declare. By and by the Lord will surely let us meet them there at that meeting in the Singing you will hear it, never heard by mortal ears, will be glorified to declare. And God's own Son will be the leading one at that meeting in the Missing at that meeting, for the mourners' beats will have no place at all. There will never be a sermon preached to sinners, for the sinners have refused to heed the call. There will be no mourning over wayward loved ones. There will be no lonely nights of pleading prayer. All our burdens and anguish will be lifted there at that meeting in the air. There's gonna be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, meet you over there, in that only on the sky. Such things you'll hear is never heard by mortal ears. We'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own son will be the leading one in that saying, Jesus, hold my hand. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. Leads me safely through the seeking sanities of Christ of Calvary. This will be my prayer, Lord, he said, help me do the best I can. There's no other friend on whom I can depend, let the Jesus hold. 
with me as we continue to sing another one? That'll be three in this three in this. seated brother chuck jones if you'll come and then right after brother chuck miss jennifer carter
There is a blood that cost a life that paid my way. Death its price when it flowed down from the cross. My sins were gone. My sins forgot. There is a grave that tried to hide this precious blood that gave me life. But in three days he breathed again and rose to stand in my defense. So I come to tell you he's alive, to tell you that he tries every tear that falls. So I come to tell you that he saved to shout and to proclaim that He's coming back for you. There is a blood that sights the blind, that heals the sick, the lonely finds. It has the power to free the bound as chains they fall upon the ground. So pour it out to cleanse my soul and let His precious glory flow because it lives to make me whole I owe my life I owe my all so I come to tell you he's alive to tell you that he tries every tear that falls. So I come to tell you that He saved, to shout and to proclaim that He's coming back for you. Oh, the Thank you. 
tried to hide this precious blood that gave me life. But in three days, He breathed again and rose to death in my Y'all having church tonight? <laughs> Woo. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And great are you, Lord. Look at that word hope just a minute. Y'all really thought about what hope is? We tend to think of hope as I hope I win the lottery, which I know none of y'all play, but that's a good illustration, right? But that's not what hope is. When we talk about hope and we talk about Jesus and heaven in the same breath, That is a hope that we are assured of. We know it's going to happen. I hope for heaven. I long for. Because great is my Lord. That's what we're singing about tonight. I hope you've been worshiping tonight. I'm not going to ask you to stand. You can if you want to. But I know sometimes it helps in the back to be able to read the words if you don't know the song because all these bodies are hard to look through. But if you feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to stand up while you're worshiping Him, I'm going to leave that up to you. I am going to stand because you can't see me if I sit down. You give life. I just started. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. If you know it, sing it now. And great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise at your bread 
in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Do that again. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. And these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. We'll do that one more time. Come on, let me hear you. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for the sacrifice that he gave on the cross. For each and every person on this planet. Father, we thank you that you love us. And that you have mercy upon us. Father, today we thank you for hope. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That through him we can spend an eternity with you. In that place that we hope for called heaven. Father, we love you today. We ask your blessing upon Brother Nathan tonight as he stands and breaks the bread of life. Shares it with each and every one of us tonight. Father, use him. Put your hands upon him. Be the words, be the breath, be the energy coming from him tonight.
Let us sense your presence. And Father, once again, we ask that you would change us to be more like you and your son. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you will, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 3. The book of Hebrews, chapter 3. I don't know about you, but I've worshipped the Lord this evening. Tonight, I'd like to give you three simple things to consider. And I want you to know that the world has a lot of things that they want us to think about. They want us to think about uh, things going on in uh, Washington. They want us to think about things going on in Hollywood. They want us to think about things going on all around us. Our schools keep us busy thinking about things. Our jobs keep us busy thinking about things. Our families keep us busy thinking about things. But for a moment tonight, for just a second, I want us to think about Jesus. I want us to consider the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Our text, we begin in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also was Moses faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch he who had built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, as a son, over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Consider this evening Jesus Christ. I want to share with you first of all that we need to consider His greatness. Consider His greatness and how great a person He was. Notice that we find here in this first verse that He says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. That word there of uh, consider means to look at steadfastly and to ponder upon. I like how it, it, it means also to perceive, to remark, to observe, and to understand. That is, look at that, or look at this, take it in, and get as much out of it as you possibly can. I want you to know something, my friend. You can have your attention diverted to everything in this world. But all those things will not be as fulfilling as when you avert your attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I want you to know, we find the, the author of Hebrews here inviting us to consider, to listen, to look, and to ponder upon, and to understand about Christ. I want us to notice how great Christ is. We find that over and over the author here in Hebrews contrasts Christ with others and compares Christ with others. And I want you to know that he is using Moses here. And he is saying, as Moses was appointed as a servant of the house of God, and as Moses was faithful, so is Christ faithful as well. But then I want you to know that he departs from that comparison. And he says, I want you to know that Jesus is greater than Moses. That Moses may have been there, but I want you to know that Moses was a part of the house. But he didn't build the house. 
Moses was called of God to lead God's people out of the nation of Egypt and to bring them into the promised land. And God called Moses and said, Moses, I've got a job for you to do. And Moses fulfilled the will of the Lord, following the will of the Lord and doing the work of the Lord. My friend, I want you to know he was used of God in a mighty way. He climbed up that stormy Mount Sinai and received the law of God. And my friend, he brought it down to the people of God. And I want you to know that there is no greater prophet that I find than the prophet or the preacher Moses. I want you to know he was the man of God in those days. But I want you to know that he was a servant and not a son. Furthermore, we see that he was a part of the house, being of the tribe of Levi, being of the nation of Israel, but he did not start that house. I want you to know that the author very plainly says that Jesus started that house. Now, friend, I want to tell you something. You can sit here this evening and you can say, well, I tell you what, I've been faithful. I've tried to remain faithful. And I commend you on trying to remain faithful. But I want you to know it does not matter what part nor place you serve in the house of God. I want you to know that the one who made the house is greater than the house itself. And that's a wonderful thing about the Lord's people. I want you to know something. I believe that God's people are the greatest people on the face of this earth. And the only one to supersede us is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He's greater than all. I want you to know that we find that in Christ, He is faithful. And we need to consider the fact that He is faithful. Furthermore, if you turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 7. I want us to notice a verse here in Hebrews chapter 7. I want you to notice not only do we need to consider the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, but we also need to consider the greatness. Notice in Hebrews chapter 7, beginning in verse 1, it says, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth of all, a part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father and without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. And then notice what the author writes in verse 4. He says, Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. I want you to notice that in these verses we see the author now bringing out a new character. At the one hand, in verse chapter 3, rather he brought out Moses, but now he brings out this fellow called Melchizedek. A mysterious character to many in the Old Testament times. But I want you to know he was a very special character. Because Abraham, the father of Israel, my friend, when he was returning from conquering the kings, came and paid tithes in Melchizedek. And he gave them unto him. And my friend, he gave unto Melchizedek the things that were due unto the Lord. Now, there's been a lot of controversy about this fellow named Melchizedek. Some say that he did not exist, but I say that he did because the Bible says that he does. Some say that he may have been this person or that person, but I don't know. Some say he could have been a pre-incarnate manifestation of Christ, and quite possibly so. But I do know this. I know that Jesus is likened unto Him. And it is stated very plainly that Melchizedek, who was greater than Aaron, greater than all the other priests of the Old Testament, long before the law was given, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, 
My friend is a picture of Jesus Christ. And He's greater than all the other priests. And He's greater than all the other kings. And He's greater than anybody else. And I want you to notice that it's interesting that He said, Consider. In other words, take a moment and ponder. Specifically, this word means to ponder intensely and to behold diligently. That means to stop and to take a moment and to just consider how great this man was. I want you to know, for generations the Jews had exalted their forefathers. They had talked for years about how wonderful their parents were that had come back from the land of Babylon and rebuilt their temple and rebuilt their walls and rebuilt their city. They had talked for generations about how wonderful it was in the days of Kings David and Solomon. And oh, it was great. They talked often and frequent about how wonderful it was to come and to worship at the temple and to do those sacrifices. They talked great of Moses. But finally, the greatest of all that they considered was their father Abraham. I want you to know that this writer is writing to these young Hebrews that had accepted Christ as their Savior and due to persecution had forsaken the Lord. And he is saying, you need to consider that Christ is greater than all. What does that tell me this evening? That tells me this evening that Christ is greater than everybody that I know. Christ is greater. I want you to know that you may have a good and godly family, and if you do, praise God for it. I want you to know that you may have been in this church generation upon generation, and if you have been, praise God for it. Your daddy may have been a preacher. Wonderful. Your granddaddy may have been a preacher. That's fantastic. But I want you to know someone greater than them is here, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God that my father's a minister, but I tell you what, there's one greater, and that's Jesus. I thank the Lord that there be many that have influenced me in my walk in the Lord over the years, but there's one greater, and that's Christ. He's greater than all. Consider His greatness. But finally, notice also in chapter 12 of Hebrews, one last thing to consider this evening. I want us to know that we need to consider His victory as well. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience a race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God, or the throne of God. And then I want you to notice in verse 3, For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Now the author is encouraging them to continue on, to keep pressing on. Many of them had forsaken the Lord. Many of them had gone back and said, no, I'm not going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to go back to my old ways and my old religion and my old family and my old friends and my old life. But He is saying to them, press on. Keep going on. Run the race that is set before you. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. Set it all aside and set your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oh, my friend, I want you to know that heaven has come down this evening. Glory has filled our hearts. And what makes heaven so sweet is the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is there at the finish line. Notice that word, consider. When it is used in the language in the original Greek, it is used in a way that indicates a repeated action. In other words, you need to consider this today. Okay? When you get down and you get discouraged and you've got problems and you've got issues and you don't know the answers, you don't know what's up, you don't know what's down, you don't know what's right, you don't know what's wrong, you need to consider Him. I want you to know that you need to consider Him today. But guess what? You need to consider Him tomorrow too. And then if He gives you a third day, you need to consider Him then. And consider Him and consider Him and consider Him. I like the way one author put it when he wrote about this verse. He said, at the end of the day, we need to consider all that was up against Christ, and yet He won. And I want you to know, He had everything against Him. The Father had laid our sins upon Him on Calvary's cross. And He died a cruel, awful, wicked death by the hands of evil men. But yet He prevailed. I want you to know, it seemed as if all hope had been lost. But I want you to know, He rose again the third day. Consider Him that endured such contradiction. Oh, my friend, all of the accusations, all of the things that they railed against Him, all of those things that was mentioned against Him, all of those false things that was presented and laid in His charge, I want you to know, consider Him that endured all of those things. And yet at the end, He won. My friend, I want to tell you something. The life of Billy Graham can encourage you for a little while, but I want you to know Billy Graham has gone on to be with the Lord. I want you to know that the life and times of the Apostle Paul may encourage you, but I want you to know nobody can uplift you like Jesus can. They may have had to go through some hard things in their lives, but nobody had to go through what Jesus went through. Consider Him and consider Him and consider Him again and again and again. Consider how faithful Jesus is. Moses was faithful in his house, but I want to tell you something. Jesus made the house. He created it. And guess what? He made this house that we're in here tonight. And I'm not talking about the building that we're in. I'm talking about the household of God that we're a part of. And if you're a child of God, you're a part of it. And He's the head of it. Second of all, I want you to know as well, that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, consider how great this man is. I want you to know that he is greater than anybody else. Than any preacher that you may like. He's greater than any grandma that may have prayed for you. He is greater than any papa that used to maybe bring you to church. He is greater than that BBS director that touched your heart many years ago. But I want you to know something. Jesus is greater than them all. And you need to trust in Him as your Savior this evening. Finally also, consider the fact that Jesus is victorious. My friend, if you were to watch the news day in and day out, it paints a, a pretty bleak picture for Christians today. But I want you to know, as Brother Paul mentioned, we are not without hope. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in a risen Savior. Our hope is in the fact that He endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And my friend, he's there to make intercession for you this evening. Oh, my friend, consider 
Jesus Christ. But you know, here's the thing about considering. I want you to know, it's a lot more than just saying, well, that's a pretty good thought. I've had people come out from church and they've said, Preacher, that's a pretty good thought. That kind of let me down. I want it to be more than just a good thought. I want it to be an action. A lot of people are busy talking about we need to start conversations about these different topics. We need to have conversations at school. We need to have conversations in homes. We need to have conversations in communities. I want to tell you something. Talk is cheap. Do something about it. Consider Jesus and trust in Him as your Savior. Consider Jesus and make Him your Lord and your Master of your life. Consider Jesus tonight. And my friend, do exactly as He would have you to do.